So I'm going to make a little confession. It's not really the awards that I want to watch. It's really the red carpet pre-show. That's right. It's the red carpet pre-show. For me, that's the highlight of the Academy Awards. The glitz, the glamour, the fashion, the styling, and of course, that all important question, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Now for as long as I can remember, I've had this liking for fashion and fashion design. I've always been fascinated with clothes. I, don't, I can't quite remember when this intrigue began, but I do recall between the ages of nine and 13, my parents would host these grand dress-up reunions, these grand dress-up galas. The holiday gatherings were dress-up time. All of my siblings would return home. There'd be dozens and dozens of family friends to join us. It was a really big deal. I was always happy to see my brothers and sisters coming back home, Pastor. It was a lot of excitement. But the real anticipation, the real excitement, was to see what everybody was wearing. I wanted to see who was wearing what. My driveway would transform into my own little runway. One by one, the cars would drive up, my face pressed against the window pane, anticipating the guests getting out so I can see who was wearing what. It was my own very little driveway runway. And I even have to add, I think I had a little bit of style back then myself, Pastor. <laughs> I think I had a little sense of what was cool and what wasn't so cool. That little driveway runway was really special. And somehow the excitement of clothes and fashion and style stayed with me. Now, I believe Clothes have a lot to say about a person. We're all familiar with the phrase, dress for success. And I think most of us, if not all of us, give a measure of attention to what we wear. I believe to some degree we pay attention to how we look and what we represent when we get dressed. What we wear does matter. In our text today, Paul is writing to the believers in Colossae about how to dress. Now, they're a new church. They're learning a new way. They're experiencing some conflict among themselves. And Paul's writes, Paul writes this letter to encourage them. And he gives them a dress code. He gives them a spiritual dress code, a way to dress for life, and more importantly, a way to dress for eternal life. Yes. Paul lays out a collection of qualities and virtues and characteristics that becomes our spiritual dress code. Yes. It becomes our way of life that makes us followers of Jesus. And even more importantly, it enables us to live holy lives. You see, living holy lives is our grateful response yes. to God's love for us. Living holy lives is, God's, is our grateful response 
for God's love to us. It's kind of like right standing with God prompts right living. And saints, there's a dress code to do that. Let's take a look at our scripture, will we? Let's look at verse 12. It begins with, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. I want to stop there just for a moment. Mm -hmm. Here before anything, Paul reminds the believers who they are and whose they are. He reminds them that they are God's chosen, Mm -hmm. holy and beloved. They are chosen of God. Saints, that's our story as well. We are chosen of God. From the very beginning, we have been given the privilege to be chosen by God. This speaks to the very decision in the heart and mind of God to save us. To save us even before the beginning of time. This speaks to the free grace that he gave to a helpless people. That's us, saints. We're a helpless people, a people who earned God's wrath. But instead, we received his mercy. You got to think about that for a moment. We were chosen and given mercy mm, instead of death. How should we respond to such an extravagant gift? How should we respond? Gratefully. Gratefully. As chosen ones, our response is gratefulness. God chose us, and we respond with gratitude. This reminds me of a personal experience. Some time ago, while still a student at Pivot, I learned about this amazing choir. It wasn't the Pivot Choir at the time. I was still in Pivot. The choir was the Teen Challenge Choir. I got the opportunity to hear them. They were magnificent. It was, a, it, was an, it was an ensemble of about eight to 10 people. They sang three and four pitch harmony perfectly, effortless. They were extraordinary. But even beyond their ability to sing, they had this sense about them. There was something special about them. Each one of them walked in good character. They walked in humility with a spirit of excellence. Yes, they had a spirit of humility. Even their uniforms had this appeal of reverence. I can still see the burgundy and gold polo shirts. I wanted so badly to be a part of this choir. And the word was, it wasn't easy to get in. I still remember my audition. It was pretty intense. After doing everything that the conductor asked me to do, from singing the scales to singing Amazing Grace, he turns to me, he says, thank you very much. We'll get back to you in three days. (laughs) Three days. This was the longest three days of my life. All I could do was imagine myself wearing that burgundy and gold shirt. Well. Three days came and three days went. They finally called me to the practice room. I was given a white envelope. I opened it and it read, congratulations. You have been chosen to sing in the Teen Challenge Choir. A few days later, 
I received my burgundy and gold shirt. I could hardly contain myself. I was so full of gratefulness. I was so full of thankfulness that even in that very moment, I promised to live and represent what that choir stood for. Now, thanks by no means am I suggesting that being chosen by the Teen Challenge Choir compares to being chosen by God. Being chosen by God is way better than being chosen by a choir. Being chosen by God makes us beloved. Yes. By being chosen by God, it makes us holy. Yes. And our response is gratefulness. We respond gratefully by living holy. And living holy requires a wardrobe change. Let us take a look at verses 12 and 13. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against the other, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. Paul describes our new wardrobe. Saints, he says to put on then, put on then compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. In other translations, this reads, put on therefore. Now just a teaching moment here. Therefore is one of those unique words in scripture. It's a reminder for us to remember what came before in the previous verses. So if you still have your Bibles out, look at verse 5 and 8 with me. Paul lists 10 ways of life that we are to put to death or to put off since we have died and have been raised with Christ. In verse 5 it reads, put to death therefore what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness. Verse 8 reads, you must put them all away. Mm -hmm. Anger, mm -hmm. wrath, malice, slander, mm -hmm. and obscene talk from your mouth. Mm -hmm. So here, Paul has listed the things that we are to put off. And in our text, he tells us the things to which we are to therefore put on. Put on compassionate hearts. Put on kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Saints, we have to put off the old self and put on the new self. Put off the old since we have died with Christ and put on the new since we have been raised anew in Christ. Putting off the old and taking off the new. Baptism is a symbolic declaration of this. Taking off the old and putting on the new. Mm -hmm. I read that in the old church, for example, Baptism candidates, they took off their clothes before going into the water. And then they were dressed in new white robes when they came out. This was to signify a brand new way of life. My baptism at Pivot was somewhat similar to that. I didn't take off the old clothes before going in the water, in the water but I publicly renounced. I publicly 
took off the old way of life by naming those things I was putting to death out loud. Hatred, unforgiveness, bitterness, yeah. pride, greed, addiction, and a life of drugs, and then declaring that the old man shall die beneath the water yeah. and the new man will raise up out of the water, putting on a new life. Hey, come on, son. I like the way Eugene Peterson puts it. He puts it real simple. He's the author of the Message Bible. Eugene Peterson writes, so chosen by God for this new way of love, dress in the wardrobe God gave for you. Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, and discipline. He's saying, you're dressed in a new wardrobe now, saints. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator. It even has his label on it. It's designed by God. It's one of a kind, and it's for you. Mm -hmm. A new wardrobe designed for our new way of life. I'm not sure if you're familiar with a runway show or if you've ever been to one. But it's where a designer presents his new clothing. He presents his new clothing line or what they call his collection. Whenever a designer creates a collection, he has what he calls a finale piece. Now, each item in the collection has its own voice. Mm -hmm. But the finale piece. See where you go brings it all together in perfect harmony. Saints, our new spiritual wardrobe also has a finale piece. Would you look at verse 14 with me, please? Paul writes, above all these, put on love, which binds everything in perfect harmony. He's saying, above all. Above all, above compassionate hearts, above kindness, above meekness, above humility, above patience, above all, put on love. It binds everything together in perfect harmony. Saints, even as we grow in Christ, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. I know Pastor Richard makes mistakes. We all fall short of the glory of God. Sometimes we hurt one another. Sometimes we offend one another. Each one of us is different in our own way. Each one of us have our own voice. But saints love, like that finale piece in the collection, it draws all of us together, tolerating with one another, not out of tolerance, but out of a heart concern for the well-being of one another. From Paul's perspective, it's love that brings us together makes each of us compatible with one another. Put on love, saints. It brings everything together in perfect harmony. So we've been raised anew in Christ. He's given us a new spiritual wardrobe mm -hmm. that displays our new life in him. But even so, there are daily life challenges there are those difficult times I heard you talk about earlier. 
those challenges that continue to hit us head on every day. People aren't always fair to us. Life isn't always fair to us. The job is extremely stressful. There's difficulty with the neighbors. The kids aren't behaving well. I'm having trouble paying the bills. The car won't start. Just things bombarding us every day. These are the challenges to wearing our new wardrobes. How in the world are we supposed to wear our new wardrobes with these things hitting us every day? Go with me to verse 15. Our God is a good God. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. This scripture was an aha moment for me. It made me realize, saints, that we, the body of Christ, can only come together when the peace and the word of Christ rule and dwell in our hearts. It's when the Prince of Peace himself is in his rightful place ruling in our hearts. Saints, that's Jesus. Jesus yes. is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Word of God. Let it rule there. Let it preside there. Let him sit there as king. Let the Word of God lead and guide you. That's the only way we can wear compassionate hearts and kindness and humility and meekness and patience and above all love. So who are you wearing? Who are you wearing today? Are you still wearing the clothes from your past? Or have you put on the new clothes? I don't know, maybe you find yourself changing between wardrobes. You know, when we're here or in other Christ-like settings, it's really easy to wear that Christ collection. But what about on the job where there's a difficult boss or an unforgiving boss or a coworker you can't get along with or you didn't get the promotion that you thought you would do? It isn't always fair. So it's really easy for us to hold on to some of the garments from the past just to help us get through bitterness, anger, intolerance, unforgiveness. Very tempting. But saints, when we put on the new wardrobe that God picked out for us, it's time to do some spring cleaning. We have to get rid of the old and bring in the new. I know in my own house, once a year, I go through my wardrobe at home, gathering of all those things that I don't want to wear anymore. And this is what Paul is telling us to do, saints. In verse 8, remember, he says, but now you must put them all away. He's saying you have to do some spiritual spring cleaning right now. You have to get rid of all the things from your old life. Put off the old and put on the new wardrobe that God picked out for you. 
It's his original design. He custom made it for each one of us. It even has his label. We're all familiar with that label. The cross of Jesus. It's a one-of-a-kind label, saints. It's a one-of-a-kind. Christ died on the cross so that we may have new life and have it more abundantly. And it's his label that makes it all possible. He even changed his clothes to make it so. Christ wore a brilliant robe of righteousness. And he exchanged it for a robe of sin and shame. Our sin and shame. So that we may have new life. And that he may rule in our hearts forever. Remember his label, saints. You have a new wardrobe. A new wardrobe. And it's one of a kind. How Christ suffered and died. That we may have new life. So just do a self-evaluation today, saints. Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Most gracious God, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Your word declares that tender mercies are new to us each morning. And even in this late hour in the day, we still navigate in your new mercies. Continue to draw us in gently. Give us the strength to put away the old, Lord God. You've drawn us to a new space, a new life. And you've even given us a wardrobe to display your splendor, to display your grace, to display your mercy. We release it all to you, holding on to nothing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.